All right, let's stop laughing. Good evening, everyone. This is the Dark Heart Podcast, episode four. I have with That's us... That's my favorite number! It, we're number four, okay? So don't worry about it. So I have with me tonight, Torn, my good friend, okay? Works at Cheesecake Factory, Anaheim Incorporated. Also joining me from the same staff is Matt, as well as Morgan and Kate. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a moment to introduce yourselves, but... We're intending on just jumping into, I think, a little bit about ourselves first, then we'll be following through with, I think, some life stories and um, some good SoCal culture, as we can see uh, right in front of us on camera here. We don't need to be worried about that. Totally. Don't see, people say legal. I think it's just normal. That's life. It's it's always been happening, no matter what you call it. That's not a sense. I wasn't expecting that. Is it? Okay. What, never is it, had is, before. It's not bad yeah. for you. Do you want to see if you're already going to jump in? Or? No, like see right here. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Oh my goodness. Alright, so, Matt, you and I have, I think, something I want to get into. Um, we don't have to jump in right away. I want to kind of talk to everyone first. And then I want to talk to you about urban decay and like, well, how we might be able to work together. Um, your background's in photography, but do you want anything kind of like to say about yourself right now to kind of give a little kind of background as we jump in tonight? No. <laughs> oh, like, maybe like what's, yeah, like I was like, born in Northern California. Okay. Yeah. Raised in Southern California. Just been doing photography since I was nineteen. And you were really, really interested in it, but you didn't start doing it until when. Like really getting into it, like professionally. Two years ago. How's that worked out? Sixteen. Uh, two years. It's been an interesting road. I've had a lot, of, a lot of ups and downs, but it's been mostly positive. I've learned a lot. I get into less trouble when I have something to spend my mind on. So that's like the biggest and, win. In my, and you're passionate about it, which is cool. And he's really fucking good at it. Yeah. How old are you? Twenty-four. I think that. I think we really hit this home in the last podcast. We, we spent a while on it and then came back to it. Like, struggle is necessary for life and for the development of, I think, a balanced life, for the well-balanced individual, especially in today's world. We live in a world, I think, of very unbalanced people. And I think in the serving perspective, we actually see that more often than, well, honestly, anyone. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like you're going somewhere in particular? Do you have, like, a headline or anything right now? Just doing photography, just living? Yeah, just freelancing, doing photography. Uh, I will be the owner of a creative empire in Los Angeles at some point. I'm going to have a building with stuff on the bottom level, first level, third level, second level, or fourth level, all the way up to the seventh. That sounds like a beautiful project. Huh, then, I didn't know that. I like it. I like that you said Really, side cool. note, Not like, like the most heartbreaking thing ever. Last year, over 51,000 Americans took their own lives, and that is like... That number is like way too high, and it, it just kills me. And it like brings tears to my eyes when I talk about it. And I want to like benefit someone's mental health or bring attention to like mental health in general with every project I do for the rest of my life. So I want to figure out a way to work that into what goes on. But that's like kind of what I do, what I strive for. So. I think having passion for something philanthropic is really like a really great sign of grace I think you know not just thinking of yourself like actively looking to look outside yourself and better the world I think that's something that's not a lot of people can do they can imagine but they're not willing to say it you know like they're willing to do it is there anything in your life that 
really driven that home for you, or? I just have been, like, a man of a lot of bottle of emotion my whole life, and just creativity, like, really helps bring that out, like, video and singing and making music and dancing and photography in particular for me, but, like, just creative outlets. Had I discovered them earlier, I think I would have found my way earlier, so I want to, like, provide a way for people to have creative outlets, whether it be through, like, monthly workshops that are free, with free year, free use, just for the sake of learning, or something along those lines, but it would have, like, helped me a lot and, like, driven me in the right direction a lot had I, like, known that those were available to me at a younger age, so... What you're kind of describing, like, I almost have, like, kind of, um, this feeling of, um, this crazy New York freak with the white hair. What's his name? Has all those crazy drawings about Campbell Soup. What's that guy's name? Andy Warhol. Yeah, that's the one. Maybe, like, kind of like a creative empire at the factory. So, no, are you kind of, like, looking for that kind of role, would you say? I don't know. I don't really know what I'm what I'm in for at this point. I'd like to be that influential. I think I could be that influential, but I don't know. I think you gotta believe it to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I feel to like it's the platform it. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Today's if world. You market yeah. it properly, then like absolutely. But I like that you're focusing on like a mental health aspect of it to like help people because I feel like having mental health issues is such a stigma. And people don't talk about it enough. And like we used to have mental health care facilities and all of them are shut down. So people don't have places to go when they have like serious mental illnesses where they should be getting the help that they need. Unless you have like tons of money to spend on that kind of thing, you're not gonna get the help that you need. And like I have mental health issues and I don't talk about it openly with a lot of people because I feel like there's a lot of judgment on that end. So like even while we're at work, People will be like, oh, you're so high strung, or you're always such an emotional mess. Like, I've gone through shit, and that's why I am the way that I am. But, like, I try to funnel it, like you do, in different ways to, like, help myself get through it. But people don't talk about it openly, or help themselves to get out of it. So, like, for yeah. photography, bringing yourself joy and, like, passion in what you do, and there's ways to help others in doing it, I think that that's, like, super special that you're able to, like, kind of communicate that with others and eventually help others with it. So, I like that approach. What do you like shooting? Like, are you, like, a, like, do you like shooting people? Like, so, things, I places? was, like, traditionally trained as a landscape photographer. I would go out, like, solo for 10 days at a time and kind of just road trip, take pictures of sunrises and sunsets. But, like, as I get older, I realize that like, don't get me wrong, Earth is the most beautiful thing in the whole entire universe that I've seen. <laughs> but, like, the emotion that you get from a human being and, like, the interaction you get from a human being and, like, the thought that every... Somebody has five... If you give somebody every person five minutes, like, everybody's got something to offer. And, like, I don't really know 
a lot of people that I've worked with, like I've gone to New York Fashion Week and worked with big name models who had no clue who they are. And as like, a person, right? As a yeah. person, yeah. And, and like I approach them not knowing who they are and they like vibe with me because I have no expectations going into them as a human being. You don't want anything. I, you know? I'm not like, looking for anything out yeah. of them. And like Other these, these the girls with 25 million followers on Instagram are just... Just, they're just cool. You I know, think they're like know. able to be themselves with you because you don't expect so much. Yeah, I, I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I'm sure when they're with like huge, crazy name photographers, they're just like, I have to put on this like yeah. certain persona, I have to be it. Whereas yeah. they're, you know, with yeah, their guard down with humans. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Morgan, I was actually looking to hear just a little bit okay. from you, a little what? more from who you are. Oh, why, why over to me? All right. Um, God, you need a longer podcast. You do shit. Um, so, I'm born and raised in Southern California. Um, I, like, originally wanted to be a journalist when I was a kid. So, I was, like, all about, I don't know, like, interviewing people and, like, wanting to hear their stories. And then I got really into true crime because someone was murdered on my street. And, like, it was, yeah, it was nuts. Um, but it was, like, how my parents scared me to come home before court period, I guess. But, like, then whenever I saw, like, sirens or police cars, I'd be like, we have to follow that car. So my parents would be, like, driving home from dinner and, like, take me to those places. So I, like, I knew what I, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. But I went to college when I was, like, 17 years old, and I started taking journalism classes, and they were like, one of you will have a paid job when you graduate. Well, there's, like, 200 of us in this class, and those aren't great odds. And I just feel like what I was learning wasn't vibing with, like, what I thought the career would be so I like kind of reassessed it and I really like like creative aspects of I guess like anything and so that's why I like thought about going into business and marketing and advertising so that's what I'm studying now and I want to start my own business in marketing like I guess empowering smaller businesses and like woman-owned businesses the people that are getting like in math but like I mean, I guess my focus was starting with, like, bathing suits and lingerie for, like, full-figured women. Mm -hmm. I'm all about, like, the body-positive movement, like, right. learning to accept myself through that because I've always had struggles with it. Um, so that was, like, one thing I wanted to focus on. And then just doing marketing in general, I've, like, talked with Matt and we thought of, like, ideas to just, like, get people out there and do, like, not free marketing, but, like, using our creativity and his skill to, like, do stuff to help small businesses mm -hmm. just like get noticed because like everything's a big business now and the small people just aren't noticed. And I feel like if you create a platform where they can and where people can see them, like it can be beneficial for a lot of people. So I guess that's kind of the direction that I'm heading after graduating and I guess seeing where the world takes me. But that's my path as of right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, something you want to say? I'm a
Those who are native here, Matt, don't yeah. Right. No, yeah. Um recently going through a divorce at twenty five. Um, lived in Virginia for about three years, like DC area. So it's very interesting on the soul, for sure. Um, I think everyone should experience somewhere out of California to kinda understand what type of people there are out there. Especially being in the service industry. I think it's uh, very trying on the soul. Mm. <clears throat> I wanted so badly to get out of California until I got out and then I realized like, wow, so these people in California are truly amazing. Like I would hold open doors for people and they would just brush by me like I didn't even exist. I would say have a good day and they'd just look me up and down like I was nothing. And once I like came back to California to visit, it was awesome because people were just like, hey, like have a great day. Like, thank you for coming in. Like just those little things, yeah. like you don't understand how much that impacts someone's day like holding open a door like i love your scarf you know you. like genuine compliments yeah, like those sure. are very important on the human soul so i think that we should just be more kind to one another because we never know what people are dealing with like at all like you wouldn't look at me and be like oh her mom had her on heroin like she grew up like crazy like some man tried to kill me and like come through my window when i was little like all these different things. My dad was incarcerated for like 15 years. My mom was a drug addict, always had to have a life. But like just the facade of like, sometimes what we put on is like definitely a defense mechanism for some people, but you never know who you're dealing with or like what you're saying to somebody. That goes back into like waiting tables. Sometimes us as servers or bartenders like look at people and they're like, they're not gonna give you shit. But little do you know, like they're a CEO of a fucking company. Yeah, like you just treated them like shit, so you're gonna get no money instead of all the money. Everyone judged my table the other day. Like even our general manager was like, Are "Oh, you? tell them that they, we don't do the gardener discount." It's a very fucked up fucking thing to say. <gasps> That's um, so fucked up. And I was just like, you know, I'm hungover and I'm here, and like I'm just gonna serve this table. And it doesn't matter. I'm gonna be nice to them. Like I'm nice to all of my tables. I only have one freaking table, unlike Matt, who gets sassy with his tables. But um. Oh, I know this one you're talking but, about. So they. Remember <laughs> that day. They ended up um, leaving me a 40% tip on almost a $600 check. So that's it, and no one expected it. Like people were like, "Oh, what if like what did they tip you?" Kind of like being a jackass about it. Yeah. it was a typo. And and I was just like, "No, this is this is what they gave me." Like everyone was like, "Oh, good luck with that table." I'm like, "Actually, they're very kind." And like two of them hugged me before they left, and another man like shook my hand. And I think that like judging people before you. And, like, it sucks that you're judging them based on, like, how much money they're going to give you, but I think that that just, like, comes down to the kind of person that they are and what they value. Like, they see that what we do is, it's not the best job. Like, we get treated like shit very often. Yeah. But we also treat people like shit very often funny. based on our our judgments or, like, the side conversations that we have with our coworkers. And I think, like, going back to what Kate said, like, you don't know what people are like, you don't know who they are, and I think that, like, everyone should just be nicer. There's no reason to be a dick to people. Right. Right. I mean, I could be a it dick. It takes more energy. I think, I think right, it, it, it does. I think that there's yeah. there's this will to do yourself harm rather than do good, even though doing good would be easier for you. Like, there's a willingness there's to do There's a difference harm. between being good to for the light of other people and to actually be genuinely good yourself. Like, don't do it for, like, the likes. Like, oh, like... Go on yeah. Twitter, like, I just gave a homeless man a sandwich. Cool, yeah. like, you're fucking cool. But, like, uh, virtue signaling. You, there you right. go. Yeah, that like, bullshit. Why are you, like, are you really doing this for, like, the betterment of 
for that person, or are you doing it for the benefit of you? See, that's the one thing where it's like, I don't edit any videos, I give you really real content, whatever I do, because, like, for someone coming out, for example, like, all the social media I see for that is very showy, it's all for, it's all for a lot of attention. I'm not hating on those people, I'm sure they're probably locked up inside for a very long time, no doubt, I've grown up that way, but, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm more than just like that faucet of me, like there's a whole lot going on in that respect. And so I, I don't edit, edit anything else, so I think it's you know as real as possible for everyone to see like what's going on. And I think I got lost there for a second. I'm sorry. Like day -day don't day -day edit day -day it out. Like, yeah, so there you go, there you go, yeah. And because you know what other podcasts would, they would be yeah. like, oh wait, shit, like we had a long pause. Or like, Whatever. And they'd be like, I think the authenticity is really great. There's a chip in there, Ross. Let's not make a big deal out of it. Kate! Jesus Christ. On this I'm, I'm right I'm right right going to stop and pivot to Torin, because we need to give him some screen time. Torin, what is going on, sir? Uh, not much. Uh, a little bad man. I guess I was born in Possibile, California, up north. Grew up in Tahoe. Moved around a lot, bounced between California and... Uh, I bounced between Los Angeles and Gardnerville a bunch, and ended up down here. And everyone is definitely the best in California. Uh, I went to Texas, and they may be a special else in Texas. They're amazing. Texans are so fucking nice. And no they always way. say y'all, really? and like, is, they're really is Texas nice. for real? I've heard yeah. their names, but I don't know what they're doing. They're not on the lake, and they're pretty good. Uh, some Coming back here, uh, coming back here, I didn't have much luck. I bounced around between a few jobs, plumbing and serving. Yeah, what happened to you? Why aren't you working with us anymore? Are you working with us Because they hired Torin too and got rid of Torin. Aren't you with Tyler? I just got a job at Yamaha in Cyprus and I've been working on my own home business of uh, a rosin extraction company and I got a press in the mail and I've been starting pressing out some big slabs of rosin and testing it, making sure it's okay, obviously. I'm not sure if we take a large scale though. No, I, I want to see CEO of a don't worry, you were getting high. See, that's why I had that brain part. Um, I will say, just to give you some attention, um, what's your contact if you want any, and what do you go by on Instagram if you want the attention? It's, uh, I just go by Small Hut Extractions on Instagram. Hut is spelled with two T's. And that's better. He also provides cannabis expertise cannabis genetics, yeah, growing cool. tips, seedling tips, planting tips, cannabis health tips. Tips of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. You just kept saying tip when I got distracted. I did, but yeah, that's uh, okay. Torn's an expert in the field, so I'm trying to make sure. Yeah, everything's homegrown, solventless, extracted rosin, uh, and flour, of course. I don't really use any pesticides. Uh, it's all outdoor for now. I haven't really started growing indoor yet, but I kind of want to experiment soon. Yeah. I have a question on that point. In the last podcast, Caitlin joined us from work. 
Yeah, she uh, at one point in time worked for a weed business. I'm not sure which one specifically, but she mentioned that she worked in the back, labeling things, rolling things, and that you just, you're handed weed and you're bottling stuff and you're writing names. So do you have any experience in that regard? Like, do you know like what you're getting? Like, are you getting stuff by seed or are you getting from other people? Like, uh, I started off with some blueberry seeds. And I currently have this one uh, phenotype of blueberry, which turns all the black on the top of the leaves and violet underneath, and it smells really good. Huh. And earthy and blueberry, musky scent. This is just all around great. And I have a clone of that that goes year-round, and I clone it, and I run just that, a bunch of plants. How many plants? Uh, last crop, I had two big plants, and we probably got about two, three pounds. That's a lot. And, yeah. That's a lot for a plant, right? Yeah. yeah. How much square footage do you need to operate even a single plant? Uh, not very much. Probably like 15 by 8 or 10. So that's like that's, that's two what I did with my two plants. I had a lot of extra room. If I leveled out the dirt, I could probably fit about four or six in there. Mm-hmm. Probably get about 12 pounds, 20 pounds, if I can. Yeah. We just have fucking Don't worry. It's, it's, this is real life. See, in the movie, movies, they edit this shit out. Okay. Matt's doing fine. No He's doing great, sweetie. I wouldn't put it behind the bar. No. Just keep living your life. Something like something, something weird like that. It's on Fourth Street, not far from Cherry. I know. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I think it's like it's by the Fourth Street Vine, which is a little like a drink and um, show place where you can see like that music. Yeah, and it's like kind of like hip. Yeah, that, it's a oh like, yeah, it's super fucking hipster. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say the word with like a negative. They have, if, if I may, they have got an amazing like bacon guacamole Brussels roasted Brussels sprout salad thing, oh, and that's um, it's like incredible. Yes. I'm going good. to Long Beach on Sunday. Drinks, yes. drinks, and it's, I think, the commune? Yeah, something like that. Okay. It's, it's on 4th Street. Have you heard of, um... LB. What is it called? Yeah. What do they have there? La Cantina. Wow. It's in... Not San Clemente. Where is Fashion Island? Newport. Newport Beach. Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. Oh, okay. No, Costa Mesa. It's Costa Mesa. Okay. Where this is located. They have amazing 
Lavina can't see. Lavina, Lavina. Morgan's like, okay. Oh, okay. Sister margaritas and like real ass pineapples and watermelons Ooh. and the syringe. And I want to go, but. I'll go. That sounds like the shit. Go. I want to go swing. I'm off on Sunday. I used to pass by that and get lunch now. What street is that? It's off right on the 55. It's right there. Ooh, yeah. Triangle yeah. Plaza. I just have like a street talk. What? That's silly. Yeah. Yeah. They're always dang. 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 They're Devin, oh, that hurts me. Quick enough, it's fine. Talk, and then I will have the question. For you. I don't think I have a question. I just wanted to say your name. Please. I, don't, I all remember it. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. That's Court. Funny. I was going to say, oh, no. Um, what did you just smoke, and how high are you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. That's a little, wait, wait, wait. My, my point is that's a legit question. Why did you not know because, like you were around? No, no, no. Like, no, no. Because we started, and Torna is getting real lit when we just started. So, I mean, that's a valid question to kind of touch on that it's, it's a good like flag for your business well, that, that one was a small real small dab that i got ready for somebody else around here so okay i didn't try, know what was going on i'm sorry try it out if anybody was down to try out my yeah my i'd be willing flag. to try that oh yeah that's um, fine we're i guess we're but, getting the mountain shit yeah, now so, so i just did it but i also just kind of been dabbing since i got off of work at what time was that why i guess this is the dab in <laughs> Do. 
Actually, you know what? We'll do this, and I got a great story that's going to follow up. This is perfect, actually. This was meant to be, guys. Here, uh, pull it fast when it's happening. Snap. Well, I, for one, am cold. This is exciting. So right now it vaporizes at too hot and it hurts your throat. Torn waits till it's just above just proof. Yeah, it like totally burns it. Like it sublimates it. It goes from a solid straight to a gas. You can even go to a liquid. You just let me know. Yeah. Is this like what they do with the sensories? Should you be breathing in as soon as you start putting it in? Okay. Oh no, I'm, I'm just getting ready. Touch it to this side because if you touch it to this side, it'll just suck straight through the straw and it okay, So over here, okay. Inside, down, last. Okay. Like <laughs> See, this is why I can't do this stuff often. That's like I couldn't do this for I've real life. Made all the yeah, no, mistakes. This is why I, I get like joints. Yeah, I just do like the old school shit. Do you even like? See, Tyler says he does this exclusively, and I can't do that. See, that's what I'm saying. People say they only dab now. You know, Tyler was good. You don't have to follow me like that. How many percent are And I went to like put it on my head and listen to the music that I chose. And 
I let go of it with my hand on accident, and it snapped yeah. me in the head, and then the headband broke. And then the only noise, I just closed my eyes, because I was, like, scared, and, like, I had weird stuff going on. And then I, the only noise I could hear was this other guy who had just done it, snoring so loud, and it was, like, the most like terrifying noise, and I couldn't control my thoughts. And it was, like, one of the scariest moments in my life. Really? Loved it, and I just felt like so positive and at peace with myself, and I felt like it was kind of like a, a little like tweak on my emotional. Same day that I came home from to go to work. No. Oh, that was a nuts day. That was the tourney. Yeah, that's okay. I should have toured, and Joe was bartending, and I was like, I took it out with Steve's tourney like 12 hours ago. <laughs> like, what was this? <laughs> Joe was like, Mom. no, he told me too, and I was like, why are you here? And he was just like, I worked with Carnival, I worked at Olympia. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was great. Oh, yeah, I had to do a shift, and I was, there was this girl's backpack. Yeah, it was a little like, girl's backpack that had, like, a, a color it. shift kind of thing on it, and, like, I just kept looking at it in the sun <laughs> during yeah. when I was working. <laughs> it's the worst when you're that high, because if you start laughing, you're toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I wasn't, like though. Like, I fell asleep. Hey. It's me. It's me, Jessica. So... Okay, so I used to live in Long Beach, off Anaheim Redondo. You know, it's like an okay place if you're right on the street. Otherwise, next street over gets bad. Uh, she'll play some. It, what? It's good there. Um, but I used to pick up in this place in San Pedro because it was worth it for the drive. So um, it was maybe like an hour trip, hour and a half there back, really. But me and my girlfriend went to pick up. And this was a dispensary, uh, it was pretty chill, so she got to come in, I picked up the shit, and it was also a dab bar on the other side. And this used to be a church, so it was like a really weird setup, right? So it was, we it was like weird, it was really weird. Anyways, so, San Pedro's a weird fucking place. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'd never done a dab before, but who am I to turn down hospitality? I guess I bought enough to get a ticket, and the raffle ticket meant I could get a dab. Because this place, yeah. <laughs> so this place was pretty chill, so my girlfriend got to go to the dab bar too. And so I guess like a giant dab was like their idea of a good time for a first timer. And so, yeah, so, well, I, I'm just like, I'm gonna like just go for it, right? Yeah. What do I know? Yeah, exactly. I'm at that point in my life. This is like mid-twenties. And so I hit this thing and I, I, I get two huge pulls. And because this stuff, like, it's pretty easy to take. Like, the, it's not like a bong where it can be really hot. Usually it's, it's, it's not like a joint. It's not like a bowl. Like, it's, it's pretty mild to hit. It, and yet the high is, like, astronomical. That's a lot. Yeah, but... Let's figure this out first. I can't handle this. There's the pressure and stress. <laughs> what are you doing? Let me figure this out. Okay, I see what you're doing. It's too hot. It's getting anxious. Please don't drop it. It's getting, it's getting yeah. wiggly. No, please. Yeah. There we go. Now it's got like bat feet. Will he do it? About wings. Damn, he's pro. You can tell this is his thing. Torrent is his. Oh my god! Am I gonna get like trailer high? Yes. 
That smoke alarm is broken now. <laughs> you guys, we already talked about it. Um, Elon Musk smoked weed on a podcast, so we're fine. We're not Elon Musk. That was wild, Torn. That was really wild. That was man. like some mafia. That was, that was some mafia <laughs> right there. So I get ripped. And she gets a hit after me. This is, I guess, I'm like. Be too high on the Don't worry, man. You just shot. We gotta catch. No such thing so too high, sir. <laughs> I'm in my XB. We're pulling off San Pedro, and there's this like a bridge with like it feels like a 45 degree angle. Up. Like it feels really intense. Okay. Right. In Thomas. Yeah, and like this stuff builds. I want to say, like, you know, it's coming. Yeah, I'm good. But, mm, pardon me, my point is. <laughs> I think I just dabbed about a half gram. You look good. Your point is. Is that the one that goes like this? Oh, yes, exactly. Exactly. I dropped my phone on that fucking bridge once because I was trying to take a picture, but I haven't had that one in your car. So I'm bumping some trance, and I guess like it starts to really kick in as we're starting to elevate. And, like, I'd never been this high so quickly, like, in such a way that it really felt like the car was going to take off. And with the trance going, and I was like, no, no, I'm not joking. Like, no, like, 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 like E.T.'s bike. Yeah, like, I mean, because when you're that lit, like, you believe shit that could be real in your imagination. It's, like, overpowered. Like, um, dude, no, it was just... It was wonderful. Getting high is fabulous. It's a huge distressor. Just to feel that imaginative and artistic way, I think, is therapeutic. I think getting high is just good for you in general. And then there's all the, you know, additive uh, psychedelic effects if you're ingesting. To in moderation. Everything. Yeah, in moderation. I think that... Uh, if you're a stoner and you're high all day, it's not good for you. That is not good for you. I think, I think in small amounts, I think... I didn't think we could see you. Oh, <laughs> I kind of think that if you're in an LSD or a shrooms trip, if you do, like you do just some, if you smoke some weed, it kind of mellows me out of it. So like everything in moderation is either. I love water. Yeah, but like, have you? Did you not hear? I shall return. Don't want to be like that. Oh, it's EDC or something. Yeah. I don't think so. Oh. Torrens out, guys. <laughs> it's like a flambering. Tim, you can't even see you. Come sit. Uh, no, it's it's all right. I'm just because no, I'm. Because you're, this is your. You come sit. I'll switch. Oh, I'm not Go. too worried about that. Okay, I just we'll wanted Tim and you to be like this here. Okay. I'll just right there. Puddle with you. It's okay. I like your boots, Devin. Thank you. I need something waterproof. I took a walk. Oh my God! Go to REI and get Merrill. M E R E L L. They have waterproof little hiking boots, and they're. Hikey boots. Hikey boots. So you don't have they you don't have to like break them in or anything. They're really nice. I like them a lot. I or you can go get a pair of minimalistic lens because you can fold these up in the suitcase. Wow. That's a good advertisement. And they have a wide toe box because that's the natural way that human foot wants to wants to spread and grab the earth. You're an idiot. <laughs> what just happened? He's just making weird faces. <laughs> Are you like, like oh yeah. I'm dying. I'm dying. What's next, Devin? I want to talk about. Ooh, thank you very much, Chicken. Can we call you Davins? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, okay, no way. No way. Work for me. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Urban Decay and how we can work together. Okay. Can I market so, it? I would totally be into that because I would love to make it more than just 
purely artistic effort. I wanted to be the jumping board for a philanthropic effort to combat homelessness in the wider SoCal area in California, if not uh, the West United States. Okay, so are you, what do you say, Urban Decay? You're saying. So I started this little artistic thing on Instagram. And it's a hashtag. Because I, I didn't know. Okay, so on um, Pacifica Divine, Mr. M. Uh, I use that. It's, it's it's just my life, really, and what I see around me. And so Urban Decay is all the homeless of various backgrounds I see in Southern California. It's like whenever I visit Long Beach, whenever I'm in LA, and I travel throughout Orange County on my way to work when I'm out with my kid. Um, it's every in every community mm-hmm. now. And it's blatant. And for me, I'm, I'm. What I've noticed about society is that we will not willingly look at these people if we can help it. Which One, is really messed up. Or turn a blind eye. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. And here's my best example, and how it relates back. One photo is of a mother holding a baby. She's sitting down on the sidewalk, and it's a couple frames of her with her kid. She's no, that's fine. Um, the thing is, all my photos are, I'm trying to just get them in my photos. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to bring other people into the frame. Really. I'm trying to just isolate them and what they're experiencing. But out of that frame, the convention center was just getting out for, I think, BlizzCon or one of those big costumed events. So there is like hundreds of people swarming down the sidewalk. <laughs> it's so busty. Out of frame is a crowd of people like melting around her place on the sidewalk. And I'm watching all this, you know, taking my photo, and no one will look at her. There's like a physical blind spot that these people are collectively engaging in. Because this is, she seems to represent an eyesore. And there's one particular other Urban Decay photo I have. I don't think I used the hashtag on it, unfortunately. But it's a black and white of a man in a dress coat uh, looking down at his cell phone to pass a homeless person. And then his he then changes his entire posture and he steps out of it once he's passed this oh, person. Oh, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. 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 And so I, I, I've seen that exact thing where people will use their cell phones or will use can anything they can. Can I show the camera? Go for it, I'm sure. Um, uh, okay. down. Twisted the other way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, this is why oh, I no, it's, 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 <laughs> I know. It's, it's perfect. Boom. Can yeah. you see it? Yeah, but I mean, I, but it doesn't I, do I, was, I mean, that's like me catching that on, on camera. Yeah, that's insane. I've seen that so many other ways, so many other times. Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, once they passed, say, that homeless woman holding the baby, uh, they were able to look up or look in that direction or, you know, because she was now out of sight. Now, do you think that people do that, like, out of disrespect or, I mean, I'm sure that there are, like, multiple motives as, as to why people do that. Like, sometimes I feel bad and I can't, like, make the direct eye contact or, like, look at them knowing that I can't do anything. So it's not because it's, like, I don't want to look at you because you're, like, yeah. other or you're disgusting, but it's just, like, a, like, sadness in general with, like, how our government works in allowing that to happen because there are kind of facilities and there, uh, like I've already mentioned, like, there's a big problem with mental health in the homeless community, and they would have a place to go if we still had mental health institutions and we don't and like there are other states that have that and they have like a low and i don't know this 100 but i feel like 
I might have seen the statistic somewhere. Don't quote me. I'm not about facts, but there are <laughs> that's exact clarification. There are they have like less of a homeless problem because there are safe places for these people to be that have nowhere else to go because they could be like ostracized from their families or they could be like out of jail and not know like there are a lot of other situations that could lead them into that. And then there are some people that live at home. Like, have you heard about the, exactly, so I was going to say, like, some people told me, oh, like, do you know that 70% of homeless people, like, actually want to be homeless? Like, they do not want the help. And I'm like, but, like, how can you come up with that type of a percentage, like? By asking people, that's not a very fair. Right, like, okay, like, some don't have mental illness, like, don't have families, they don't, you know, like, California is just too expensive for them to live and they have nowhere else to go, like. There are other There's states so that, many like, different. ship off their homeless people to, they'll, like, buy them a plane ticket and send them somewhere else that's, like, yeah. a tropical climate that they can live all the time. That's awesome. So, like, but it's not awesome because they just have a huge homeless problem there. Like, well, I know then, that yeah. a lot of people are, like, we don't want to have you here messing up our community or right. making it, like, ugly and not desirable for others. So they'll well, buy them a one-way ticket. they were going to stadium, they were going to tear down a homeless shelter and, like, kind of remove it so it's not nowhere near the stadium. Which is like, fucking terrible. Yeah. Where are those people supposed to go? For the attraction, you know? So <laughs> stupid. I didn't hear about that. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, same well. But I'm happy that, like, you kind of bring to light that, because I think that a lot of people, like, think that it's, like, an ugly thing, and they think your photos are, like, beautiful in their own way, like, capturing, like, something that's important for people to see. It's, like, I think very it's important because people have a, a, a willingness in them to not look, I think, because of what it might say about well this person is human too just as human as me yeah that could just as easily be me i think it makes people very uncomfortable they can't even stand the sight of these people and so there's just this natural willingness not to look because of what it'll cause if they do and so i'm kind of just bringing to light what you know we're allowing to happen in the first place you know if you're uncomfortable with how that makes you feel do yeah, it. do something about it. Like, if we all kind of could look at it and just decide to do something about it, we wouldn't have that problem. Like, I think it's incredible, like, especially at Harbor Catella, where we were. Like, I think that's where the most of my photos come from. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, but, like, the right. cops will move them at a certain point. So, like, they'll allow them to stay there, and then they'll, like, take them elsewhere. And then they just, like, venture back. There's this guy that's uh, nicknamed Punchy. Walks around oh. much in there. He just jacked the bakery uh, tip jar on Saturday or something. Already? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I remember I was standing there and they were like, Devin, walk, like, you gotta make sure you're watching. And then he was just standing there and kind of like looking around and then just grabbed the tips. And like, Devin walked up to him. And I feel like if a manager had done that, they would have been like, get out. Like, yes. anger and like force them out. But Devin like went up and just kind of like, you touched him. I think he like, Put your hand on his close. arm and you were close. just like, but calmly speaking to him, like, yeah. did you just take something? And he was like, very like, no, no. And you're like, I saw you. you please, like, you, you want me back the money you were, like, super accusatory. And I feel like that was like a better way to approach it rather than like give him this anger and then have him run off and like not know that like people are seeing you and what you do. I know that I, I probably don't have any authority to even uh, approach him. Which is bullshit because why can't we handle people? You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't think the way that he did it was disrespectful, but I think that they do it just to protect us. You haven't been trained us. to handle people, Morgan. You're right. Right, right. 
five-day class on this. You know, I think, but I mean, I've been asking you a lot, sent out to do manager stuff yeah. for years at the same time. I think you handled that well. But, I mean, that was really messed up for him to do. On the same front. Like, yeah, he, um, he circles our Garden Walk area continuously all day. That's what he does. He has nowhere else to go. He yeah. must be fit, honestly. You're right. Like the legs, though. Like every day's leg day. So there's there's lessons. What'd you say? Just walk. Well, I think my my goal would be to really dive in and get some of them. You really have to watch out because I think like I the ones that you get used to talking to, like you begin to see the cracks in their stories. The the lies, the contradictions, and some of them are kind of genuine. And you kind of have to discern which ones are completely mental. Yeah. Uh, who's lying? Um, there is also, if something happens when you live on the streets, you kind of, you, you no longer seem to understand um, space between other people. Yeah. And so they'll get, yeah. The bubble is broken. Exactly. And so, that, so interactions are different in that way too, and they don't see any problem with it. So you take your daughter around to like, not people watch, but like to see that and make her acknowledge. Like as a dad, like how do you explain stuff like that? Well, we're, like, we're just out. Does she and ask I you capture questions? a lot of these photos while we're out because this is this is in public spaces. Other people want to just drag to contrast it and control them. They don't want to, you know. I mean, my parents try to drag me past and not explain it. Okay. Not my dad, yeah. I remember vividly, like when my little brother was like in the worst stage of his life, like always, he's a dick, but he was like being really rude to my parents and he was just like, I'm just going to leave. I'm moving out. My parents were like, where are you going to go? He was like, I'll live on the streets. And so my dad was like, okay, you want to live on the streets? You think you can live on the streets? Let me, let me show you what that's like. So he took me and my little brother and he took us downtown LA to look Kid at Row. Skid Row. And it wasn't like this scary moment, but he was just like, do you think that these people enjoy living here like this, where they have to line up at this time in a very small fraction of all of these people are going to get a meal tonight? Like, he opened our eyes to seeing that, like, they're there. Oh, yeah. And, like, I've always tried to, like, go out of my way to be kind to people that are living on the street. Because I understand, like, that's not the easy thing. Like, you don't know where your meals are coming from. You don't know, like, if you're going to be warm or have a shelter and, like, for a while, I would keep, like, a box of trail mix in my car, and I would, like, give that to them rather than a dollar, because you don't know what they're going to spend it on, and I learned, like, a very hard lesson as a kid, because I told my mom, I was like, I just got my allowance money, and I wanted to give this old man, like, my money. She was like, okay, and she's like, wouldn't you rather buy him a meal? And I was like, no, I want to give him my money so he can buy what he wants. And, like, later on that day, because we were going to breakfast, <clears throat> he was walking around with, like, a bottle of alcohol in his hand, like, around one year. And, like, my mom was like, do you think that maybe he used that to buy that alcohol and I was just like but why would he do that like yeah. he looked like he was, like I was so young and I was like but he looked like he was hungry and like that's where it also becomes hard because like you don't know where they're going to be spending what you give to them yeah so it's better to like give them food or like but sometimes people are like I don't want your fucking leftovers dude and in, that hurts. in Maryland you're like I'm doing something to like try to be helpful yeah and like they don't want your hand out is what they see it as and like that sucks for people that are like well, I was just trying to genuinely so in Maryland, I worked at this place. Uh, it was like my first job when I first moved there and stuff. And um, it was kind of like a 
Cheesecake Factory, but they did like team service. So like you weren't responsible for like your whole, like a section, you're responsible for the whole row. So like you couldn't tell your name, anything like it was like a weird like zigzag, right? So, but it reminded me of like the essence of cheesecake. And so I finally got a job there or whatever. And like before that dude, okay so why i'm saying this is because like you had to dress like properly so we had to get our shit like super starched like if it wasn't starched like so i'd go to the cleaners every single day and like have three different uniforms i couldn't wear a uniform until like, i walked in and then changed like that's how crazy it was like militant so you know what like it taught me to be like a better person so i was going to the cleaners and i hadn't got my first paycheck yet and I kept seeing like this homeless man outside, like right by the, you know, it's a McDonald's and a cleaners. So I'm like, dude, I'm gonna use like the last $2 on my debit card to buy him like some food. So I walk over to him and I'm like, hey, like, you know, I bought you like a chicken sandwich and like a hamburger if you're hungry. He's like, get that shit out of my face. He's like, I don't want that shit. It's like, you motherfucker. I was like, okay, like you're out here every fucking day asking people for money, but you don't want my fucking. Like, you don't even know that I spent, like, the last of my money on, you know, like, trying to help you. And I, it, it's hard, because I'm like, does he want drugs? Like, you know, like, yeah, you I come from a drug family, and, like, that's the thing that comes to my mind. I'm like, oh, fuck, like, that's what I'm spending on. But instead, like, like, your family said, like, what about a meal? But it sucks, like, when they turn that down, and it's like, you can't help but to think, like, like, categorize it as, like, that's all they want. Yeah. Like, drug money. So it's hard. So that point, I mean, is it, I mean, clearly some people have Mm -hmm. some really extreme views on this. You know, I think a lot of people think you need to, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stuff if you're on the streets because you put yourself there, and so they have a really, you know, I think shitty view of looking at the whole problem because then they don't want to acknowledge it, or if they do, they want to say that those people, you know, they ended up there for a reason. You know, that's really how a lot of people see it. I think it's part of society's role to kind of take care of society. And so I think that, you know, when people are at that point, really what they need is help. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and there's a variety of types, I think, that end up on the street. So I think there's a variety of help that could be given to them, alleviate the problem. I would see in a campaign, uh, political or social, whatever, um, to eradicate homelessness. I think that's possible. You know, Put people to work. Um, I think I think there's there could be a burgeoning industry in psychic health. I think I think everyone is walking around with psychic damage all the time, exhaustion from living. So you were saying putting people to work. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I had a friend, and I don't know if he is still going with this idea that he had come up with, or if he just couldn't like find the means or the people to help to do it. Um, but he was going to call it Ribbon, and it was in Austin, Texas, and he like found this group of homeless people and he would go and he'd get a coffee with them and just talk to them every day to find out and a lot of the people that he was talking to like throughout this whole experience they were like well I just can't find work so I don't have the income to get me off of the street so he was like how can I help fix this and he thought of you know there are menial jobs that like people don't want to do like they think that they're above it like being a janitor or being someone who picks up you know trash or shit or like whatever the situation is there are jobs that people don't want to do because they think they're above it but here's a group of people who could work to make wages to get themselves off the street and get the help that they need so his plan was to like get a like apartment complex 
and invest in that and then have people work like they would have big fairs clean up after fairs pick up trash after this and you would get tokens not money tokens that you could only be spent at this apartment complex so a certain amount of tokens would help them get a place to stay for a day or a week or a month and they would like learn that working hard puts you somewhere safe and warm and it would have like a soup kitchen and they can get meals but it would be like a work to get kind of thing really not like after your feet yeah like to help people get conditioned to okay if you work hard then you can have these things and things can be nice and i don't know how everything worked out with that idea but i thought that it was kind of genius to be like okay well there are things that they can do and it's for the people who are willing to do it to get the help they need and he would have all the services on that facility so i thought that was a cool idea i don't know if you think that something like that would work but i think so i think that there's a whole line of institutes that could be create in society to, I think, first receive and heal people after kind of analyzing their condition, and then kind of a halfway house like that back in an urban setting where reconditioned people that have been you know, healed to some extent can kind of put back in society. They can yeah. work for a token system, you know, so they don't have all, I think, the uh, temptation of having hard money, because I think money is very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Money is looking power. Yeah. yeah, sure. It's very dangerous turn into an asshole and I have money. David, Matt, you're really silent this way, I hope you. What I want to kind of Your join... Your ears will literally do this. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go down to Skid Row. Like, I knew someone who had to stay there. What's that? Let's get skinny. Right, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I blew it in LA, but I have only driven past it, really. I've never really gone in. You're good, you're good, don't worry about it. Anyways, um, Dave Edgow is someone who feels pretty passionately about the same subject, and he wants to go with me and take a look himself. Um, he wants to be, sorry, you're good, in some way involved in whatever project we're doing. That's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, both as personalities, I think, to kind of, like, engage people on the street. Mm-hmm. And we'd like you to photo, photo document. Mm-hmm. Would you be down for something like that? Absolutely. All right. I, uh, I'd, I'd go broad daylight. I think that's safe. I'm talking to you either way. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you mean with your camera lens? <laughs> we'll be safe. Like we should break. be. So we should talking be. so much that I have a problem. Just we should lady in the tramp while those damn things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, with the dogs and the spaghetti, yeah. I mean, like, can you do a live action of that? No. Yeah. Oh, that's better ask Matthew's in a relationship, why not? That's good for you, man. What? Being in a relationship or eating him? <laughs> 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 it's the same thing. So what's up with the bread? Uh, I don't know get a guava cheese. Guava cheese? So good. I like the big guava cheese ones. Like, that's like a guava cheese. Do you want meat or guava cheese? My daddy is dope. Yeah, I like You just like. Well, I could, do you want a protein ball? What is that, Jordan? A protein ball is probably better for me. Yeah. Would you I like a carrot cake one or a 
sound like I'm trying to clear them out of society. I'm trying to help even those that are trying to deny that they need help. And even though you might deny it, you do need it. Everyone does. Right? And so what I'm trying to do is I'm offering this big way to help this segment of society that absolutely needs help and won't get it on their own. They just won't be willing to or able to. And so that's what I'm arguing for. 
want to blow this up enough with what our project that we could get it highlighted enough to move it onwards from there. And honestly, for all the money this state blows on everything it does, like we should be able to afford. Because I mean, imagine the facilities and jobs that could go into treating large groups of people. Because I mean, we could then pull like pull these people out of um, the cities. And you might think, well, to take them away, like, to prison? No, no, nothing like that at all. I wouldn't advocate that at all. Honestly, I'd advocate something like, like, something out of the way in a very natural setting, so it's more like, you know, an even for them, you know? Like a rehabilitation. Yeah, like a a huge rehabilitation facility. They might have lived off of the land, like a, not a commune. What do you call those? Well, since it kind of would be. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like they're working to earn their keep and to make their living for themselves. Yeah. Like everyone has a job. Then that's how you like, get. Yeah. Putting their ability. The social stature. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it would be. Yeah. live your fucking life all the time. <clears throat> but that's my thing is that we put them out to pasture, so to speak, where. That sounds we, like you're killing them. I'm not in this case. They're just living working if they can in the environment around them in a facility where there are doctors and orderlies wouldn't those doctors and orderlies have to get paid and this and that exactly. another thing where like you would have to have a doctor that was like and didn't have to be, ass enough to help philanthropic have to be willing and to state help funding itself, though. Like, because the state could help get involved to help move these facilitate moving these people out of communities and into a place where they'll get real help from professionals, they'll have a place to stay, get fed, their diet will get fixed. Like, I think that healing the body is a big part of healing the mind. Because we mostly eat a garbage diet. Yeah, the Canada Pizza Hut is I'm not against yeah. complex carbohydrates. Listen, it's, it's, it's a free world, food. and it bread, I just think you should be conscious of what well, you're eating. I don't want to be. A- I have another one of those Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 
Like, so. <laughs> Remember? Neighbors. Yeah, but they're really good, and they're, like, kind of healthy, and they make, like, a dozen, and so there's just they're a healthier alternative to cookies. I feel like I'm rocking this trailer. You are Martha's girl right now. If, Honestly, if the trailers are rocking, are. don't come and knock it. Um, Have you tried cooking it like a cookie? No, no, because everything's already cooked in there. Like, all of the separate things. We're just mixing in the bowl. All of the separate things? Right. right. Like all you the just ingredients. mix it in the bowl, and then you put I'm it in. like, baking it. No, I think that that would make it bad. Baking, but I yeah. did bake the paleo. made with quinoa, and you can do that. So I think mm. my next thing is going to be baking quinoa cookies. Wouldn't that be a weird texture? Though? Probably, it. but here's the issue. It's like a rice cookie, so it's not that bad. From a Whole Foods, uh, okay. Yeah, See? They're real. They're I just, yeah, they're fine. I just have a thing with, like, if I'm trying to be healthy, I'm always going to want, like, bread and sweets. Like, those are my two vices. Like, I can stop drinking alcohol for a very long period Jeez. of time. Oh, well, like, cheese is keto, so it's fine. <laughs> cheese is. Cheese is fine. So it's like, I cheese try to, like, good. cut out the bad things. Like, I don't eat, like, white Sugar rice. I don't eat bread. Starches, yeah. Except for right now when I eat five ham croquettes. And fine. Cordos. It's fine. It's a cheat day. Like, every other day has been this year. What's up? 2019. No. Um, wait, we said no cheat days. So, where is this hair coming from? All off my head. I keep saying I'm on you when you're not. Are you serious? Why, oh, I was like, why are you shedding these long white hairs? We're gonna need to talk about the ginger hair. So yeah, I like. I'm just trying to learn new ways to like cook with stuff that isn't like normally bad for you. So that's why I made like that cauliflower rice, and I like making cauliflower mashed potatoes. Have you had cauliflower pizza? Yes, I have, and it's still Is moist. Because it, it looks really good. good. Yeah, I've heard yeah. About this, Christian, the front desker, was been talking up about I think pyology. Thank you. Yeah, 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 it would probably be so good if you were on there and make it though. And it fell through. What? My fucking. I didn't know if I needed to put it on a pan. I probably should Google it before. I'm not the best. Like, it sounds like I know how to cook things, but like, I'm not the best. I rolled ingredients and I made them into balls, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have a freaking cookie. Like, I know the fuck I'm Okay? Like, play with some Play Doh. I'm just gonna say Play Doh. But like, Anything that you could throw into one pot and cook and it don't be a meal, I know how to do that. My ex gave nice. me shit because he said, all you know how to cook is dips. And I said, well, <laughs> I can't argue with you there. But I like cheese and so, I like to melt it. So, so what's that? Yeah, buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, and they good. were good. Like, I made buffalo chicken dip. I make this really good. Buffalo, I make a good buffalo
I feel like cheese is everything in life. No, it is. You know who has the best cheese aisle Free aside cheese? from Whole Foods is Trader Joe's. I've gotten lost in there. I like Whole Foods better. It needs to be. Actually, it's a lie. I had their ready-to-eat food, and that was delicious, but it also cost me a lot. Does of anyone dollars. remember fucking Fresh and Easy? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Was See, that was the best. The OG, what and they took it away, and now it's. it's well, as I understand it, they like, were a British brand yeah, that had jumped oh. ship over to America, but they didn't catch on. They used to call it Fresh and Easy. They didn't Sleazy. do enough demographic research. Well, no, they worked. All okay, about marketing. But, Oh, and they were one in Jamaica, too. Like, the one water. in Single Hill and Long Beach was popping, like, non-stop. They were it's amazing. It's, like, where you are. Yeah. yeah. It was one, like, a block from here, and it was no yeah. traffic. Yeah. yeah, you have to find the right people. Fresh and sleazy. So yeah. good. Like, Can we just talk about the fact that fucking Trader Joe's never does good research about where they open their places? Because their fucking parking lots are janky as shit. Oh, their parking lots Like, they could be like, that's a beautiful storefront. We're going to put it right there, because there's only going to be six... Um, parking spots the one in like downtown Long Beach by too many shopping carts I know you're so talking about to find a fucking on PCH right okay, yeah. that one sucks that and I'm done with my Trader Joe's parking spot anyways should be in Long Beach so I'm like I've got a Trader Joe's card in my wallet like a gift card
Wait until six. Oh, you can go home now. Yeah, wasted my time. Like, what you the fuck? I was my nephew's birthday party. Steak for my troubles. And no, yeah. Negotiate. Nobody like said, like, oh, thank you for coming, blah, 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 nothing. You can't even take just like, small plane square over to work today. Yeah. You can't go to small plane square. But it's just so if fucked up. If you're suing them, you can't work for them. I read something that in the state of California, if you're trying to represent yourself, you can't be suing someone who you still work for. I got money for one and I'm only gonna second one. We just keep getting money from the Cheesecake Factory because they can fuck up at life. Because all the rich people in San Diego love to fucking sue. It's like the third fucking. I think it's maybe out of the San Diego Cheesecakes. Yeah, it's nuts. That shit There's a lot of shit managers representing the company. Yeah. Yeah, like the one who grabbed one of the coworkers and she refused like, hey, I want food. And she was like, no thanks, and went to walk and grabbed her by the arm, and it was all on fucking camera. She sued the company, got $150,000, and he got fired. Who? The GM of the Irvine company. Don't quote me on this. I don't know what that Did she get to keep her job? I don't know. The Irvine I heard that she did. Yes. Irvine Cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. She got to keep the job. Well, 150k. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Fuck you, I'll make a rank." Hell yeah. You don't don't get near me. I, I, you don't touch people. That's Uh, it. Yeah. Well, then after that man was fired, then they all like corporate had to do like a whole meeting with our general manager. Not that just general managers, all the managers, and told them there's an appropriate distance to stand from the workers. There's a way that you may greet them. They're not allowed to hug coworkers. They're not allowed to. Um, like be around if anything like of sexual nature or personal nature is going on because they're supposed to stay out of people's personal business. And then the funniest one who I thought was fucking hilarious is that they're not allowed to fist bump. Like they're only allowed to handshake. Like I do with my niece. Yeah, like like, like because just in case you know someone scratch a little fucking hand. That's insane. It's like oh, and they're like punch my fucking hand and now I have a broken um. Metatarsal and a phalange, sorry. Yeah, I'll get stuck through my foot. Yeah, so now they can't fist bump you. So I purposefully go up to my manager no, like, What's up? Because I think it's stupid. That is stupid. Like, because one person decided to be like, rightfully so, she was inappropriately yeah, grabbed by her general manager. But like, why are we? We're but fucking pussifying our work group by being like, oh, Okay, first of all, so nothing. No food is that important to run. Like, I try and grab that girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your fucking tomato basil profit is coming out of The same issue we see with managers that we've worked with, and where it's someone that, for whatever reason, cannot compel an employee to do something for them. And that person should just be able to accept that. Right? I mean, are we talking about a certain lady manager? I think a lot of people we've all worked with. But yeah, that's one example. Yeah. I think um, Wesley's another example. That same She's time. She's pricked. I and hate Sean Wesley. before both of them. I like Sean. Uh, yeah, if I may, I'll make a point right now. Each of these problem managers I've mentioned is the same type in that they are, they use a favorite system. Okay, they have favorites of their own. Those people, when they're there and after they're gone, speak a little more highly and forgiving of these people because they were the favorites of these people. But when that happens, that puts everyone else in the doghouse, and it's not fair for people who are just there doing their job. It's true. 
Okay, I'm sorry. It's like these people had really great, wonderful personalities. I don't deny that. I was kind of cool with Maria because we had a similar backstory, single parents, working really fucking hard. Yeah. But she like shit in her own life that wasn't going right, and that that explained everything to do with how she acted at work. Oh, so you were saying that like they bring in their personal shit exactly. home to her, and it yeah. Makes sense. No, that's totally yeah. fair. And she probably does the same thing back, like, during these, like, No, she worked if she's home, having a know? bad like, day, she her life took it out on us. And if she was really, really happy, you'd be like, I'm gonna ask any favor that I possibly can today. Is she still there? No. No. Um, but, like, same thing with Sean. If he was having a bad day, it, like, it showed. She took it out on us? Yeah. yeah. Amanda's bullshit. Bullshit. now are really awesome, I think. Um... No, because um, Wesley's a piece of shit, well, and I will stand next to that. I'm very biased when it comes to Wesley. He hasn't done anything to me. Sure. To me <laughs> oh, he's not a piece of shit, Morgan. He's a human being. You're right. But he's oh, yeah, a human Wesley's being okay. that is shitty to me, personally. Very, like, demeaning in the way that he speaks to me. Although I've heard multiple same opinions in that regard. Just wait until they like, I, I don't know. I feel like I have a strong personality, so when, like, there's another person that's just, like, I'm also a strong personality, so I don't want to butt heads with you, or I find that to be intimidating, don't or I want to, like, you. I want to take you from here to put you down here. Like, I want to knock you down off your little fucking, like, pedestal. I don't even live on a pedestal. Like, no, I, I have I mean, my like, feet, like, on the floor, and theory. I'm grounded, but, like, I, I just, like, I don't what know, I, I try to lead, and he honestly mm. fucking shits me down, like, all the, he shits me down. He shits me down all the time about anything and yeah. like called me out on not food running when i food run when i can i, I have run. had multiple wrist surgeries since working for the company and i don't want to hurt myself more it's not worth the three grand that i spent to have the surgery get pushed to come back to work too soon fucking up my surgery and then not being able to repair the damage anymore like i don't yeah. think that it's worth it for me to do that and then they'll argue well why can you carry heavy plates and serve tables but you can't run out of plate because those people that i'm carrying those plates for and the people that i'm taking drinks to they're paying my bills more than a food run shift will give me i tip out those food runners extra because i know that they're doing more for me because i'm not but like don't tell me that i can't do either job when i know that like one of them is going to pay my bills and give me enough money to survive rather than being a food runner that's going to give you 50 dollars in your pocket after an eight hour shift sure like so uh, him and I butt heads on that a lot because he would keep yelling at me and I was like, I have a medical note that dismisses me from this. So you cannot speak to me like that. Medical note my ass, I'm asking you to food run. Okay. That's over the line. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, you could take that up with our general manager then. Like, I don't need to explain myself to anyone. If there's a reason as to why I need to do a certain thing and I have it, not an excuse, but like a medical excuse, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't question it. Same thing with your situation. You had a medical note. You can't question that. If there's something excusing you from a higher authority, whatever it is. Not like Jesus said I can't go to work on Sunday. But you know what I mean? Like Jesus fucking, he got a a sign from God that it was going to stop raining and then call me off the patio type shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, where do you let this go? (laughs) I'm honestly angry. It's been a week. Ronnie, it was like oh, two days ago. Okay. Was your point to make? Yeah, it was. Okay. We're gonna let it happen. Fuck. Let it fucking you go guys, and let it flow. We all we all acknowledge uh, that. Because like everybody else gets, I, I don't know. She's not letting it go. No, because you know <laughs> She's why? Like fucking bitter. Because you know why? Why? Because I got called. They even called me to come in early. 
Can you come in at 4.30 for the patio? spinning it properly and cleaning it properly. Are you supposed to clean it all the time? Yes. What I would say is that there's a certain type of human being that is employed in the managerial department that is nowhere, I think, in the right place to be a manager. Which is why I'm happy that you didn't become a manager, Devin, because they would have fucking chewed you up and spat you out, or it would have changed you. I'm I'm so blessed that I got injured, because I got to stop working for the first time in like 12 years. And they paid you and they paid to not fucking work because, mm-hmm. God, yeah, Cheesecake Factory, just kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> It was a pittance to get by, yeah. They don't really help me out that much. Yeah, it's, they don't you, give you much you in a worker's comp case. You have to pay and, um, to get out of it. Oh, really? I didn't. Are you going to go outside right now? Like, my worker's comp was taken here. out of my taxes that I've paid to the state of California. Huh. So, like, since I've started working, I've paid $34,000 into my workers' compensation fund for just California SDI or whatever it was. 34000 You don't need 3400 Yeah, $34,000. Uh, Why is California lot. taking all of our fucking money? Honestly. It's for what? Crazy. Like, for what? Honestly. What? I know. Honestly. Oh, I would say that. I, I think we could... Okay, I think um, I think there's one photo of it on my Instagram. It's like um, no on Prop Six, I think, which had to do with the gas tax. Yeah. Uh, we were attempting to repeal it because I think the money is continually abused for other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be for road funds, and you know it's always abused for bullshit. If it was for road funds, the LA Times would not have donated five million dollars to marketing for its pass. It's just one example of how the state really fucks with everything. Yeah, everything. Absolutely everything. You pull so many things. I I read this thing where it was $77 billion is the current cost of the California bullet train. Oh, there it is. Yes on six. Reverse the gas tax. That was it. Yeah. Reverse that. Repeal it. Repeal. What do you mean? They voted voted to keep, after it being illegally put in, after us being, like, after it being illegally signed into act by the governor, without us voting on it, yeah, they voted to put it on the ballot for us to repeal it, but we voted to keep it instead. Why? Well, not enough people voted, Not enough enough people voted, yeah. Was it on, um, was this, like, the half- the midterm election thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that had a lot of stuff that we were all supposed to vote on. Yeah. But that's where, like, the little voices are heard. Or they're supposed to be. So that's why people have to be passionate about voting. And we have, like, such a... Like, people don't care enough to vote because they don't think that their voices are going to be heard. Or they're lazy. I think there's a twofold issue with that that piggybacks off that, if I may. I think that in America, we have a freedom 
we seem to all recognize, and yet we seem to only use it in a way that there's a freedom to do anything. Like there's a thousand different choices of cereal, of liquor, of bullshit to buy. Results. Right? And it's all really just a thousand different directions of bullshit. There's no kind of center. There's no real central value to guide life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get the high school degree, and then yeah, you're free. No, you're bullshit. You're slave to the system your whole goddamn life. Right there, you begin. That's what, and that's you're tricked into that. Dead. Okay, table. Ooh. Can you those wax things? Yeah. They're so so happy that you buy them. I'm going nuts over these. I want your recipe, and I'm ready to make them, and I'll also turn them into cookies. Okay, so I read this thing, right? I'm going to try the chocolate ones now. At the current cost of the California bullet train, $77 billion. The state of California could set aside $43 billion. I don't know how much one that is. The state of California could set aside $43 billion and buy Southwest Airlines. And still have thirty something million dollars, thirty something billion dollars left over, and move more people per year than a bullet train could possibly move. And with federal or with state subsidies, they could make it cheaper per ticket than the bullet train, and still have thirty billion dollars plus left over. That would be such a great idea. Think about California. See, here's what I do as a political platform. I would kind of piggyback off. I think a lot of like neoconservative views. We're closed. To <laughs> sorry, it's ten fifty nine. I can't get a meal. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah there's, there's no paying here for a commune. Great. Yeah, our okay. post city oh. culture. We're gonna take down Sacramento. <laughs> you gotta be easy with that. Okay. It'd be nice to hold baseball behind you. Jesus yeah. Christ, that's a flag, dude. Just step on the ground. Better move wow, it. Wow, I'm an idiot, everybody. Why? What's all by the, the, the flags <laughs> over in the corner, guys? Just so you know. What are you working on, kid? <laughs> We're working the door right now, by, by the way, guys. It's out of frame. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I got on it. Is it closed? It popped open. Ah. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, it's good. <laughs> You're about to pop it open again. <laughs> Can we just talk about how I'm going to Coachella this year for my first year? And the Whoa. life is trash. All I know is trash. that Kanye West won't be there. Good. Why? Oh, is it won't put him on stage or something? But he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know when all of those fucking fires happened up in Malibu yes. and like whatever? Him and Kim Kardashian paid their own private firefighters to protect their house while all of their neighbors' houses burned to the ground, including fucking Miley Cyrus and Chris Hemsworth, who turned around and donated money back to the fucking fund to help people. They lost what they owned, and they still gave back, yet here are these two pieces of shit that have enough money to fucking protect their houses, not their neighbors. Nope. I had a confirmation by somebody the other day, yesterday. In fact, I was bartending, and somebody came in who was a friend of Valerie's husband. Uh, yeah, yeah, super fucking nice. Bald guy glasses? Yeah. Uh, yes, super nice. And he came in, and he, like, bar- he said he bartended, or no, worked out with Chris next door. Yes. And the Kardashians came in, and they forgot to tip him. They didn't forget. They forget. I was like, they didn't forget to tip the classic surgeon, huh? And he was like, oh, 
Like, for real. Like, and how do you forget that? And can't you just put them on blast and just, like, take a picture and be like, thanks so much, Kardashians. Right. Chloe. What? You're better than that. Oh, you're talking to her yeah, personally. Yeah, personally. She's never going to watch this. A server. You never know. You never fucking know. <laughs> I just think people should tip their servers. In general. I don't care if you're fucking... I don't yeah. think people should be required to tip their servers because companies should be required to pay people a living wage. Wow, that's also very point. true. That's also a good point. point. That's why I do it in Australia, though. Yeah, like, servers do. are paid a ridiculous amount of money. That's why Australians don't necessarily tip in America, because they think that it's already the person included. in that position is making what their people make. And I, I think that one of the guys, he was a, what do you call those, a flight attendant from Australia. What? And um, he was a flight attendant, and he said that their servers there make equivalent, like, $25 an hour to just serve people. That's yeah. why they aren't tipped. So that would be... That's a pretty good gig, at least. Yeah. A little bit. That... Do you think that we, in turn, make more money, though? If you, I used to have that app if called you, like, Tipsy. Shameless fucking... Shout out to that more app. Money, where you could type in, like, how many hours you worked, like, on the dot, like, yeah. 5.61, and I made X amount of dollars in tips. Because sometimes we can make that up to, like... And it will tell you, hour, like, oh, like... you made, like, $40 an hour. Yeah. Or... I wonder what I made an hour the other day. I'd be crazy. Oh, I know. Damn. Yeah, Sunday. How was a good day? It was a good day for you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Like, one day, I made a... What should I do? I think I worked, like, four hours. I made, like, a hundred bucks. It's pretty solid. solid. That's super solid. You're just walking around the tables and cleaning things up. Yeah. That place, they never really got to Actually, pouring into your trash, that so fucking sucks. Especially when they put the timers on the dumpsters, you don't even know how fucking annoying that shit is. You know what's annoying is the fact that it won't fucking stop raining. Dude, that, that We're living right now. Don't. I know, I have a documentary to shoot at 11 p.m. So, I don't know, we need to go to. What documentary? Yeah, <clears throat> that little dude who came in, in circles just like stole both the oculus and all those pollution. I don't remember her name. Who? Talking about the. You mean the guy that the food runner, Eric? Yeah. Love him. He's my faves. He stole a promotion. He, he stole a promotion. Torin has been working here for like. So Torin and Austin and I were both pestering him for fucking promotions for fucking like ages, and then that dude gets hired, and then less than two weeks he goes from food runner to or from buster to food runner. Oh, he's that new. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, he's I thought that his brand fucking. New. Like when I started working there. He's one of the newest employees. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know if you've still been. It's been a little bit more than two weeks. So well, now it has. Well, no, like, like did when... he come before I did? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, he's really new then. Yeah. Before, no, before me. Yeah, he's been there longer than Yeah. Yeah, he's still new. I thought he's been with the People moving in and out of there so fast. <laughs> well, listen, I don't know about that. I've been there for fucking eight years. I've been there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, yeah, like, as much as we knock the way he talks shit around and we're making that, like, like, he's been there for a while. In the year and a half I was there, we had, like, seven or eight managers, dude, right? <laughs> well, our managers so, filter through very I don't have any of the same yeah. managers that I've talked about. I've been there through all of the general managers, that's oh, yeah. what I've had. I've had strong words about Al Bianchi. Why? What happens? I don't know. We have to watch that podcast. Oh, I have to watch that 
What episode? I fucking hate Al Bianchi. Oh. That guy had powdered hair, you guys. <laughs> like, he was balding, and he used this, like, stuff. It basically is, like, pepper, I think. Like, I don't know how it works. And you just, like, break, no. you, like, flake it, and it makes your spot turn, like, dark, so it looks like you have hair. But then he always had this thing where he would adjust his junk, which I normally would be like, yeah, every man has to do that, but probably not three times in a five-minute time frame. Like, he just really liked jangling that thing around. Just, just like, what's going on? Like, he was like, I don't know. Like, he was excited if he needed to, like, move. I don't, I don't know. But it was so distracting because, like, you would even be in a conversation with him, and he'd, like, be shaking his head in his very, like, intense way of, like, staring you in your eyes. Like this close, like really, he'd lean in. He would fucking, he'd lean in to really hear what you're saying. But he would also like, yeah, that's so interesting. Like, fucking. Yeah, okay, is he jerking himself <laughs> off or like? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't. And he all lauded like yeah. inappropriate relationships with people that he worked with. So like, that's all I have to say on that. Oh. And he told me I was mentally unstable and I would never serve a guest. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Our old GM. So I had to wait, transfer wait, wait. Who, who is that? Al Bianchi. Are your words as strong as her words? Did he call you mentally Did unstable? Did And banish you from serving? No, 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 no. Um, other stuff happened to me in Huntington Beach. Oh, you had um, No, 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 no. I had um, Kristen, who briefly stalked at Anaheim, actually got in trouble in Newport. A uh, blonde old oh, white lady. Oh, she the one who slept with that guy in the parking lot. Power trip. Who? Were you yes. here where she was stopped in? In her yeah. Brent's tenure? Yeah. Yes. She was there for like a month while Sean was gone. And then they switched back. Yeah, she's out of the company now, but she... Because she had an, an illicit relationship with one of her subordinates in the car of the parking lot. That's what I heard. And she like always come up on us like... Why you're about yeah. family mm-hmm. bullshit. She's a bitch. No, I didn't know Albionti. I got to Anaheim a month after he left. You really dodged a bullet on that one. I opened Huntington with Jim Fest, so I knew him from day one. I really liked Jim. I enjoyed him a lot, and I wish the best for him. He was much chiller at Anaheim and Huntington. Huntington was under a lot of stress. He did well. Stop yawning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm bored. What? What is that? I would have told you that. Yeah, you did. When people yawn. No, no, no. You think he's going to stalk me in my fucking mouth or what? No, he'll finger bang your fucking throat hole. Oh, no, you don't know. If you think it's that PG, then no. <laughs> oh my Lanta. <laughs> you just fucking jump up and like throw your dick in the house. Oh, you two finger popping each other's assholes. Oh god. I don't think I want to know now. I thought that was like what it was. When you said that to me the other day, and Brandon was like, Wendy, don't say stuff like that on the line. We had a talk already. Wendy's like, sorry, Matt. <laughs> sorry, Matt. Wendy's real, I think she's got a dream. She is so <laughs> She'd be great. You should bring her in. I love Wendy. She's amazing. She's real. She's a She'd fantastic person. Yeah, she would. She's funny as fuck. See, and that is such a good segue to coming to what the next podcast will be. In the future, we don't know how the schedule works. This is new. This is true. Um, Andrew canceled yesterday because he wants to get in with someone else. He really wants to do it with Edson. Here's what I found Who's out. Andrew? Ed, uh, Andrew, he's 
has the YouTube channel Film Phantom. Phantom. He does movie reviews. I got his top five, his worst five. Um, I, I don't have a phone to pick with him at all. I do want to talk movies with him, though. And I'd love to use my um, podcast with him when he does visit as a recurring guest to highlight films and talk about them in length because his channel is is a similar format to other YouTube channels. Uh-huh. And that's the differentiation for what I'm doing and what other people are doing. A lot of people, they want to shoot for that like couple minute, really fast, exciting kind of segment. And it's highly edited, and I respect that. But that's why people will look at this and at least admit that it's authentic. It has yeah. nothing edited out. It's a, it's a long-form discussion that you don't get otherwise in society. Like, how often do we all get to get together and just talk at all, ever? Honestly. I sit inside a computer screen. Yeah, most, we mostly do for a lot yeah, of work today. I hate that. And we're on the phone all the damn time. You know, that's what I found. Like, people are really excited about this idea, but it's so hard to drag themselves away from all the bullshit they're already committed to, even if it's, you know, I nothing at all. Or because it's so different. Well, I think Edson was very excited in the very beginning. He's one of the first people invited on, but he's been the most resistant. Like, I had breakfast with Lily to kind of then have her nudge him. How would she nudge him? Lord, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, so anyways, Ethan Everhart goes way back with Edson, and oh. so he wants to get on the podcast too. Be fun. Yeah, we Here's used to smoke. Out, we used to smoke out in the car back in the day. Oh, like, you should get Ronnie on too. I just met him. See, Ronnie's yeah, cool. Ronnie, wait, did you guys ever used to go to Ronnie's party? Like, yeah, I that's what I'm I only, saying. You know what? You and I went to one together. Yeah, that Batman. was awkward because wild. everyone fucking started talking about it right off the bat. And then Matt made a curtain. I remember those rumors. Yeah. I'm sleep. I just had to get all my drawers. I never made it. Apparently, like, his roommate had good shrooms, and I was supposed to talk about this person. Yeah, his roommate was the person who blessed Torn and I with the first LSD trip. Holy shit. What? But but we oh, weren't at Ronnie's house. We met him in the forest, not knowing he was there. Just oh, randomly at the campground. Oh yeah, Jeff. Oh, you the newest guy. Yeah. See, I only know Sam. Cheesecake Sam. Yeah, I think I heard of Sam. Cheesecake Sam. 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 You know Sam. Sam. Oh, yeah. Sam Tortino. Used to be the bartender. Sam Tortino. Yeah. Yes. He was the mushroom man. man. The magic mushroom man. Sam. So we went out to the car. No, no, he didn't know Sam. Sam was already gone. Yeah. I need Joe and Mike from day one. Chris Hi. Roosh said goodbye to Sam. Those were you didn't know Chris Roosh? Yeah, I did. Oh, shit. You remember Sam? He had the blonde hair. His hair was combed like this. I he had really nice tooth, but he was he lost one. And he also has a banana tattoo on his big foot. More. Uh, I, I think it's a banana. Yeah, velvet under them. So that's cool. It's good shit. I like no? No, it's a good song. No, I was uh, like, he was just sharing I knew Adam. Oh, no, 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 that's Adam he, Petit. Yeah. No, 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 that's a different guy. He's beautiful. Um, really Adam's is. more like a, no, no, I mean, um, shit. Sam's more like a rugged outdoors look. Get a beard? Yeah. Uh, Not blonde. Grizzly, brown. I had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> he had the mushrooms. It was good stuff. That's what I was getting to. I've never had a beard. Mushroom Daylight, and you yeah, need to be in a natural cool. environment. Or Ooh, too much on I recommend every time. single dose go to Balboa Park in San Diego. Mm. Don't go on a party party. Yeah. 
So we went, yeah. so we went to the Kerr River, and Matt and I went to the Kerr River looking to take shrooms with everybody else. I think we thought there was like shrooms and we thought we'd like buy some shrooms and just go and take a shroom trip. But like, no, there's just barely enough for everybody else. And then, uh... I was like, fuck so, this, I'm going to bed. Torin's like, wake up, I got LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, morning. Yeah, <laughs> Why is that so
because I don't think they're all like that. talking. But like, what if you say something and like someone out there, like, because you know when people like listen in on your fucking conversation. What if they're like at a fucking point and I want to out it and I can't? Like now they could. I've been robbing them. I've right. done that at the bar before. I I, I would be careful too. about like what we want to read out, like what we want to accept. Like with someone, what whoever's like reading it off, should be. Like, oh no! Filtering. Yeah, they would be like. I'm but yeah. it would just be like, a, okay. oh, so-and-so, and we would say their name. We'd be like, this is not fucking anonymous. We'd be like, um, Matt Cruz said blank, and then he'd be like, Matt Cruz is a dick, you know? If he said something stupid. But he wouldn't. He's so intelligent. He'd fall in love. He's so Wow. So that just, like, stays in the goo all the time. It's not really goo. Like slime? It's like taffy. Because you're six five and you're huge. I know, and you're both twenty. You're and I probably was about to have Cabin murder. Okay, so I we're gonna end on the story. Every year we sail out to Catalina and it takes a long time. I asked my grandpa, grandpa, how long is it gonna take? He said an hour. I probably asked that question over five times. So just put that in perspective. So he was supposed to meet us there. Matt was gonna like hang out. We were gonna camp on Catalina and have buffalo milk, which is a great alcoholic beverage that they make with like creme de cocoa and creme de banana and um, chocolate syrup and ice and Kahlua maybe. I don't know, it tastes like a peanut coffee chocolate, not peanut, banana. Chunky, like, kind of adult. And it has like so much alcohol in it. So you like have two and you're just like, again, crazy. So, um, fuck yeah. He was supposed to come out here and like, we were all stoked on it and like, he was gonna come and I was like, you're like, why is your friend coming out here? And I was like, oh, he's coming out on this day. And my dad was like, whoa, wait, he? And I was like, yeah, he's like a good friend of mine. You know, whatever. And then my dad was like, you know, you've met him. He's like, you know, big six five. And my grandpa's like, there's not enough room on this boat. And I was like, no, there's not enough room on this boat. <laughs> what? Yeah, it sucked. Because there totally was. Like, down in the cabin, or whatever, the bunker, whatever you want to call the down under of the boat, it is already very tight. Like, the couch area that I sleep on, or the bed, is like this space. Like, I put down the table and I yeah. sleep there. How long and that? then my little brother has one, and my dad has another one, and my dad sleeps on, like, a, under, under the front end of the boat. Just like a little mummy. So it was like me and Matt could like sleep on the top of the boat. Right. But then it was kind of cold. And then my grandma was like, keep on some freeze. And then okay, the next time though, hammocks on top of the boat for fucking sure. So oh, like, yeah, you know, the years, I think. Are you yeah, like guys on like a week's voyage or like what? No, it's like no, we were three going, days yeah. to Catalina. No, it takes bad. Like, well, I don't know. My grandpa's being like so. And you're allowed to get on the boat and like yeah, three days to Catalina. No, it doesn't take three days to get there. Like, you go out there, you stay for a night, you stay there for two to three days, and then you sail back. But like, I don't know. I feel like it would be better with like a low maintenance group of people because it would just be like, let's just bring like the necessities, and like if we want to go to town, we can go to town, and like if we want to rent stuff, we can rent stuff. I'm bringing but, like, and I'm going to town. I've never but, like, been there. <laughs> but like my grandparents and my parents, like I don't know why they think that we're like 
fucking why are we living life like high on the hog right now like we can totally have hot dogs but like my grandma's like and the first night we're gonna have um ribeyes and then for the morning we're gonna have eggs benedict and lunch we'll have sandwiches followed by a charcuterie board at sunset and then oh my grandma like they're this is us it's family we all know that fucking hot dogs are okay but like they put on this huge fucking show and it's annoying as shit so there's not enough space for anyone because they have like tough tubs because of, of the charcuterie boards yeah and i'm like this is extra I, I could just go to the fucking island and get a buffalo milk and then take the water taxi back to the boat which is a very cool thing Ooh. because you don't like you can't unless you have a duffy dinghy what do you call them dinghy That's about a right. dinghy to get to land and you have to have a light on it so unless you have one of those and preferably a motor because if you're rowing it'll take all day but you want to like have that unless you and then if you don't you call and you're like hey water taxi and that's like kind of like a, a dinghy on steroids they come and pick you up at your little lot and then they take you to the land and then you go and you get a drink and they'll do last call for the water taxi back to your boats and then you hop on and it's a bunch of drunk sh- shit people at the end of the night we don't go to like the main side of so, not like avalon so they're just we're, 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 we're on twin harbors there's oh, cool. just one they're just bringing one the bar part of catalina that you want to go to yeah, but they'll. T- I mean, if you're in Twin Harbors, then they take you to like the bar that's on Twin Harbors, which is like a restaurant and a bar and a dance floor. And sometimes they have beach parties, and you can rent out camping spots there too, which is super cool. So you don't have to stay on your boat; you can like be out and have like. That sounds like culture. It is so much fun. We should, we should fucking plan a trip. Yeah, it'd be super fun. We should take Isaac and then get a camp spot. Up in the hills, because he scouts out there. He's part of the Boy Scouts. Oh, okay, great. Let's go. I took like a lovely hike over there too. It's beautiful. Catalina is so awesome, except for there are sharks, and that's scary. The Vietnam one, listen, they won't bite you if you just you're cool. If you're so, a dick. I, I could <laughs> yeah, jump off the um off the backside of Catalina. I was part of junior lifeguards, and when you reach a certain age, you do a dive trip out to Catalina on the backside, and. The, where they take the boat, um, there's a rocky shore, and there used to be must like there must have been like a watchtower or something there. There's an old foundation, but on this cliff, there's like this clear spot where you can get a good like like ten feet of running space and like take a dive. And it's like a vertical drop, so like there's no hitting rocks or anything. But you should get some clear distance, right? And so like maybe like four people had gone, and then they're like a giant like fifteen people were like. Yeah, let's all do it. And so, like, I felt kind of pressured, and, so, totally and so and so, like, you climb the hill, and then you're part of the group, and then you're at the front, and then oh, you go in the middle, right? No, so it's like, how did I end up going up last? But now I'm at the front. I'm like, oh fuck, you know, it's so fucked up, right? Always. So I'm like, I'm here. I have to do it now. I'm gonna eat it, right? So I go. And it was like over forty feet. Like, bless you. And my feet hurt so bad after. Yeah. But it was pretty badass. Like I did it. Holy shit. What? I'm not making the noise yet. And then the girl who came up right after she landed right on her back. <gasps> did she get all bruised? Oh. oh. Okay, because Ethan, I think we could ask her about this on your next segment on your podcast. His girlfriend and I went to fucking Havasu and Copper Canyon's like a jump that you do. So, at the lake. So, like, we climb up this fucking thing. And her brother was like, You guys need to wear life jackets. I was like, I'm fucking 25 years old and I've only had six beers. I'm pretty sure I don't fucking need one. 
and he was like, wear your life jacket or else you're not allowed to fucking jump off that rock. And I was like, hey, Dad, like, I don't even know you, fucking guy. So anyway, I jump off. I had a blast. It's all on fucking my girlfriend. And then Alex goes to jump off after me, and I don't know why she did it. <laughs> she goes, she runs with her legs like this, and then fucking lawn chairs it right onto the water but she was no. sitting and she ass flapped the water so hard i was like oh and i have all on gopro video and it no happened so fast but i was like oh, and i like I, I i like i kept it on but i was like i should start trying well i don't know so i like i left it on and me and ethan come like swimming like she sat like this and so it like went on her thigh and like you could hear it and so we were like oh no and i was like i'm just gonna like keep this on and she was like thank god she had that fucking life jacket on because she wasn't moving it was just gonna like her lameness ow 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 and i like put the gopro over it and you could already start seeing like the blood the vessels like breaking and i was like i'm gonna turn this shit off like i couldn't do it because i was like bro you're fine and i rewatched it and i was like oh no her whole leg was like black and blue by like an hour later so we had to like go back and then take her to the hospital and really put a damper on the day but but she launched it but she launched but she it, it. <laughs> wait if, if this is the same girlfriend i'm thinking of then she fucked ethan over later I, yeah i don't yeah. know i don't know that story so maybe she fucking deserved that bruise on her ass that lasted a couple of times her family is very sketchy like they were talking oh. about like threesomes and stuff and i was oh, like you guys have family like stop that I mean, I don't know. It was just really bizarre stuff, and I was like, I'm just That's a heavy story. Whose grandparents? George hit the the, uh, grass with me me and uh, Ethan in the car. George Anderson. George, you should have him on your podcast. I like George. George is interesting. George. Um, You like George? George likes guns in America. The other day, Um, I locked his front door on accident, and he drew a gun on me. Who? What? George. Wachowski? Yeah, it wasn't loaded, but I still locked his front door by accident. He walked into his yeah, and he was like, "Who the fuck locked my front door?" Yes, George. Yeah. He's in the why in America? I okay. I was never pegged. Trump a lot. No. Yeah, he's Trump. Yeah. Okay, he's though, right? Is he's more Polish? I guess. Isn't that weird though that I have a Mexican last name, but I'm probably just as much or more Polish than he is? I'm Polish. It's on the reverse. No Guerrero. His last name is Mike. Damn it, his Mexican is what you're just fucking saying. You know, this is my last name. Okay, Torin, you're too baked for this. I know, okay. It's right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in, everybody, and I hope everyone is back on. Have a good night. I'll be back. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in, everybody, and I hope everyone is